Shoshi Podcast. My guest today is my good friend, Ben. Ben is my friend from high school. We met during our senior project where we made a CD together. Ben was diagnosed with MS late in his life. He's always had an interest in Japanese culture and Buddhism and uh, has subsequently become a Zen priest. He is an accomplished web designer and has a penchant for photography. So we talked about all of those things in today's conversation. Let's listen. What are you using uh, to, to do your audio? My, my, my iPhone SE. <laughs> originally it was wow. originally it was you'd call me on the iPhone SE and I record it with the 6S now I'm we're talking on the 6S and I'm recording with the SE gotcha <laughs> so hilarious did you have get did, you, uh, have you looked at the site what did you think yes uh, you, you, unless you've made you, 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 you are the one whose opinion it matters the most about what the quality of my site is <laughs> Oh, thank you. I like it a lot. I think you did a good job. Thank you. I I appreciate your uh, recommending Squarespace for me. Though they're not yeah, a though I, they're, though they're not a sponsor now. Perhaps someday they will be. Yeah, exactly. I just I've heard lots of other podcasters using Squarespace, and one of my sagas uses it. So, and I've found that. It's a little. It can be a little awkward, but it works out well. Yeah, no, it 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 was pretty easy, like you said. I transferred the domain over from from one and one easily, and then picking a picking a template was easy, and adding content was also easy. All the things you promised would be easy actually were. So, uh, assuming uh, assuming we have a decent connection. Uh, so what did you what did you want to talk about this afternoon? What what fires in your soul that you must express? My, my soul. What's what's the fire in your soul that must be expressed in this your first podcast episode on my podcast? Well, I've been as you know, I've entered into the world of handy of being handicapped after you and. Do- and- and, and doing a fine job. Thank you. I had a couple of questions that have come up in my life. Like, how, how does one, as a disabled person, rely on their parents? Well, first of all, do you rely on your parents? I do. Okay. I, I'm, I'm currently living with my mother. Does she cook most of your meals or uh we we trade off she makes food sometimes i make food sometimes i'm also uh i'm also the errand boy i i've been doing the the grocery shopping and uh getting uh indian takeout on occasion we're usually going to chat house so i'm usually i'm the one making the chat house run good but i I'd, i'd say it's about it's about even Recently, I've been making uh, just baking potatoes, like whole chopping up and then baking a whole sack of potatoes with uh, some garlic and and veggies. We've been eating that. That's been good. But uh, she makes runs to sprouts and gets like soup and stuff. So we've been keeping the pantry stocked for coronavirus lockdown. So 
That's been going well. One of my other questions is uh, related to this is how how your disability is affecting your life in the pandemic. Uh, it it hasn't at the moment. That's good to hear. Uh, I've been it only it's only affected me in that I've been uh, you know cleaning up the yard and maintaining the yard at my dad's house. So I've gone over there a couple times. And uh, I've been pulling weeds, so I've had to, uh, uh, I will say, I've had to purchase uh, gardening tools that I can be sure I can use with one hand. I would say that's how it affects me. So pruning shears I can use with one hand, but I tried I tried getting like uh, branch cutters, you know, that are like bigger scissors with handles. Yeah. But, um, A... I don't have enough stability standing on my, unless I'm like leaning up against the fence. But even leaning up against the fence, it's still hard to, because uh, you have in order to cut the branch, you have to put it in the notch that's in. There's like a little hemicircular notch that at the base of the blade that like is supposed to help you c- cut it. But the way you have to angle the the shears in order to cut efficiently is so specific, and the leverage you have to use to push the shears closed is so high that it's it's hard to use so i got the so i had to stick to purely pruning shears and just make sure i got the widest you know widest opening pruning shears but those have been great because the it's cutting against the curve of the blade the outer concave curve of the blade so that that curved edge is what really goes goes through anything yeah, that's good to hear. So it's kind of a, an even split of the duties. Yeah. It sounds like at your mom's house. Yeah. How about you? What is it like for you? you, uh, you isolating. Well, it's it's slightly harder for you, right? Because the wheelchair or no? Yeah, I I can't. I ha- I have to rely on other people to get me out of the house, and uh, as my Parents are both in their 70s. They're, uh, I don't see anybody but them. Yeah, especially now. Yeah, I really don't want to put them at risk. And um, so I, the one exception that I have is going to physical therapy on my own mm-hmm. or with them. Because that I can do, it's it's pretty close. And I get to spend time with somebody approximately our age. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, you've, you, you've had a lot of success using Uber and Lyft. It's it's actually thanks to you that I knew that I learned Uber even had a disabled option. I didn't know they had one. Yeah. So so that's really cool. The Uber, it's, it's a little, I'm more reluctant to use it at the moment. Just because of that, but uh, it's a really, it's really nice to have the option out there. And and even yeah. even even before the virus, you were you you were using like VTA and stuff, right? Yeah. How do you find would, that? How do you find that? I would actually pretty good. VTA was pretty good. Generally, I would uh, at least two times a week 
how how yeah, easy to the train. How easy is it to use the platform? Are most of the platforms wheelchair accessible? Yeah. For VTA? Yeah. Yeah. And I've had a lot of success with Caltrain. I would go to Caltrain, take Uber to Caltrain, mm-hmm. then Caltrain all the way up to San Francisco, and then... Uh, Uber to my appointment nice. in San Francisco, and I've had I've cut back on that to zero days a week. Yeah, for for coronavirus reasons, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, but what, what about Bart? If, Is Bart equally as accommodating? Like, are the staff helpful, or are the platforms harder to use? Or the platforms are like it's once you're on the train, it's fine. You don't need any help. Um, the staff, I haven't encountered any native. I haven't had any native encountering staff. I don't use it because half the time, over half the time, the elevators are broken somewhere. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that makes me nervous because it's not like I can get up and walk to the walk up the stairs sure well i can but it's not advisable now what is your disability for those that don't know do you mind saying oh it's a multiple sclerosis i got i got it when i was 29 and i was diagnosed with primary progressive so basically, that means that over time, I will general, I will progress to have it pretty bad. Um, so I started out walking, as you know, and then I went to one cane, two canes, and I skipped over the uh, uh, walker to directly the wheelchair. What it does is I generally become more tired, tired very easily. Mm-hmm. I don't have any balance, so I fall over all the time. In the house, I do use a walker, and uh, there are grab bars all over the place on walls like that. Nice, good. And... Yeah, so I just generally, I've had to slow down a lot, just sort of see where I'm going and what I'm doing. Are you are you more, maybe it's obvious, but are you more at risk for COVID or is COVID likely to, to exacerbate your condition in any way? Um, it's actually interesting. COVID has similar symptoms to multiple sclerosis. I'm really amused by that. <laughs> <laughs> now now, now really everyone else gets a taste of your <laughs> taste of my medicine yeah ah it does increase the likelihood of me getting covid slightly but as long as i'm a little bit more careful like yeah no no if I, not not really significantly more than anyone else though no right i mean the way I look at it, it's, uh, I'm 40, approximately 40 now. And, um, yeah, we're both, and, we're both coming up on it. Yeah. <laughs> Down, down, 
only one, but I I move like I'm seventy, so it's uh, it just took off a bunch of years in my life in that sense. But I'm not actually going to die sooner. So if I was going to live to ninety years old, in as a regular person, I would live to let's see, one twenty. 120 years old Okay. With, with multiple stresses. So this not affect my life uh, expectancy at all. That's good. So you've been you've been doing your work at the Sangha and have you've yeah. got, you've gone through several promotions recently, right? So now you're what what level leader are you? I am a at this point I'm a Buddhist priest. I lead with one Buddhist priest. Um, I also consider myself a digital Eno, which means I take care of the Sangha's needs or the uh, Zendo needs. And Sangha means what? Sangha is a group of people, a group of meditators. Of any size? Of any size, yeah. For example, the one that I'm, I am in charge of up in San Francisco is six people. Uh, but the one I'm, I help out with at Jukoji is more like twenty to thirty people. Okay. So, what what inspired you to 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 become a Buddhist priest to begin with? I, ne- I I never heard the the origin story of what. Oh, you haven't. Um, it's uh, so when I was diagnosed, it was uh, I started exploring different religions. I explored uh, but or I'm sorry, Christianity, uh, Judaism. I barely looked at. The, uh, what's a Muslim again? Islam. Islam, yeah. And w- I barely looked at that, and then... Well, when you when you say explore, what do you mean? What are you talking about? Just sort of read books and listen to people. Sometimes go to meetings. So, um, but you, so you weren't, you weren't raised religious growing up, though? No, I was not. So what, what, what was it about your diagnosis that made you want to start pursuing religion? Survey desire to a realization that I would probably need to be supported at some point Mm -hmm. and a desire to have that support. Yeah, when I was exploring uh, Christianity, I was, I went to a couple of Bible study groups and men's meetups. What kind of Christianity? I was that what kind? Yeah, were there partic- uh, particular Methodist. Methodist? Yeah, Methodist church. Then when I was there, they asked me, this one uh, friend that I made said, you should come check out this meditation thing. So I went to meditation, which was Buddhism, Buddhist meditation. Okay. And I could not stop laughing. Why is like that? I was sitting there meditating, and I would like 
break out laughing. <laughs> and the teacher like looked at me and went, you should come back. So what, and what, what was cracking you up? What I considered the ridiculousness of uh, having any sort of meditate or um, religion in my life. And also just the happiness, the joy of uh, what I later discovered is true. The uh, Buddhist thought process of you know, the Buddhism is not a, about a god, per se. It's about a, uh, it's about your relationship with other people and how, how you yourself exist in the world and experience the world. Uh-huh. So as I was cracking up at the fact that, and I've done this plenty of times since then, um, like I make fun of Buddha, Buddha all the time, and somebody once asked me if the Dalai Lama's Dalai Lama was like the Pope, and I was like, no, not really. If I ever went, I could go and meet him. And if I ever did go and meet him, I'd put a cherry on my head and start laughing. (laughs) (laughs) And then I would take that cherry from my head and put it on his head. And we'd probably continue to laugh. Um, Is is the Buddhism in your your sangha the same... Same as his? Is it Tibetan Buddhism? Not at all. Or uh, my sangha is Soto Zen Buddhism, which is more Japanese. It's actually an offshoot of the Chinese flavor of Buddhism. Whereas what he, I can't tell exactly what he is, but he's Tibetan, I believe. Yeah. And um, what what's unique to the practice, though? Like, what what makes it distinct from other fl- your your Buddhism? Like, what makes it unique? It's a good question. Yeah, it has to do with uh, what you focus on improving. I would recommend not quoting me, me on this, but. Um, as far as I understand it, uh, Sutterson is uh, Mahayana, okay, which is has to do with uh, trying to recall exactly just sort of being you focus inwards on yourself in the interest of making other people's lives better. So this was just what the this was what one of your Christian friends while you were exploring Christianity said. Hey, I I also do meditation. Yep. So was then I, was he on the fence also? Why was I don't know why he what he's why he uh, recommended it encouraged. Yeah. Did you try multiple different flavors of Buddhism and land on this one, or this is happened to be the first one and? 
you liked it better than what you were doing at Sunday school or Bible study? This happened to be the first one, and it worked out well. Oh, nice. I I vastly preferred it, too. I like religions that allow you to laugh <laughs> at the uh, teachings, because to me, laughter is not a bad thing. It's just a step in the uh, direction of understanding and enjoying. So you've been doing it 10 years now? Yep. Wow. 10 years. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Oh, by the way, I wanted to show you this. Is is it a banana mask or just the smile on it? Just a smile. Nice. I was looking for them for a while online. Where'd you get it? Amazon. Everything seems to be Amazon these days. Is is there only the smile or are there like multiple ones with different mouth expressions? There's only the smile. There's actually so very the, uh so, so the, the, there's no puke or uh or lolling tongue or licking lips. Not that I found. <laughs> it's it's surprising. I thought Emojis and masks would be hand in hand going forward, but they're not. You could make them. Try and try and sell them yourself. True. I don't know if I have energy for that, but yeah. So, um, so you joined this community, and then w- when did you get become like the the priest? So, uh, two years in, approximately, I. Uh, was ordained as a follower, uh, follower of Buddhism, and uh, then ten years after, well, no, eight years after that, my uh, my teacher died, and I was the head student. And generally, in uh, Buddhism, the head student takes over duties from the teacher. I see. When they on. So the, the the ceremony I came to was your initial ordaining, right? Yeah. Okay. And I haven't had an official ceremony for the uh, black robes or the priest robes. So what what's required of you? You sort of lead, you your your lead meditations. Do you, where where do you meet usually? Uh, this point we do zoom all zoom stuff um but we were meeting in actually remember back when i was exploring religions and the church i was in the church and then started meditating i'm i'm continue to be in that location at this point okay so that it's close by in palo alto or it's It's in san francisco oh okay so i've had to kind of cut that off again because of the pandemic yeah i'm in charge of uh the digital interactions making sure that we're all set up on zoom and and you're um, you're also doing their website, or that's for somebody else. I'm also doing their website, and I'm 
also doing another group's website or helping out with another group's website, and that's a Squarespace connection. Okay. Uh, one of three. So do, um, do you do you prefer using the Squarespace templates rather than making everything from scratch? It doesn't really particularly matter matter with me. Yeah. Squarespace templates are nice because I'm not a designer. Well, you, and you went you went to school for web design, right? I went to school as, for as an art major, but nobody particularly liked my art. <laughs> so I went. Oh, that was fun. And honestly, like I went to school in art because i didn't understand the art super well so it was was studio art or digital art i forget studio what was your what was your medium of choice photography oh that's right was my medium for graduation my parents very nicely got me a a hasselblad which is a very nice uh medium format camera uh-huh. so most cameras are like small they're regular format which is the 35 millimeter uh-huh. medium format is like twice as wide twice as high and then there's also large format which is i would Bar- i'm just guessing large formats like high. like a film camera yeah okay there's uh the he took photos of yosemite and that is large format i'm blanking on the name the black and white yeah uh ansel adams yes thank you ansel adams that's a large format okay so you get much more definition with medium and large um, is it a black and white camera or is it color? It's color. My dad actually was going to see about buying me a digital back because uh-huh. the advantage of the Hasselblad is that you can change out the back. And uh, so anyway, he was going to get me a digital back and then I was like, yeah, right. And then he finally found one online $13,000 what a, like I could buy a car with that yeah so do you have just, do you have like what? what's your best what are some of your best photos do you have some of your prints with that camera yeah but no. I know where they are and they're inaccessible to me no, nothing online though no oh okay I'm very um I tend to be kind of abstract and non. I I don't take great pictures of people. So just scenery then. Yeah. Okay. Have you taken Have you taken any photos now that you're like stuck in the house? Just random, abstract, you know, images of the cat or whatever. You'd, <laughs> you'd think so, but no. How How big is the camera? Uh, it's about the size half the size of a bread box so actually i should say half the size of a shoe box 
Shoe box, okay. It's about that big, about half as big as that. So like a so like a a Polaroid. Yeah. Chunk chunky like a Polaroid. Yeah. Okay. But even bigger than Polaroids are. Yeah. Where'd your dad get the camera from? From that antique place in on California? What's that? What's the name? It's just no longer there. I think that's where he got it. What's what was the name of that place? Keeble and Truckett. Keeble. What is it? Keeble? Keeble. Yeah. K-E-E-B-L-E. And Truckett. Like, Shucks. Dr- Shucks. I don't know how to spell Shucket. Yeah. Nice. Well, that's cool. Have a nice little keepsake from that place. You, yeah. Because you used to go there all the time, I remember. You'd always be talking about, like, Tripods or different lenses or yeah, they they were one of the few places that would develop my film. Uh huh. So that was one reason why. I I have my own experience with unique uh, cameras. Um, I recently was cleaning out the garage, and like just getting rid of old. You know, uh, we have a, a shred bag in the garage for like old credit card uh-huh. statements or whatever. But I was going through a stack of stuff that I'd, uh, I'd rescued from my dad's house that I realized I didn't need anymore. But among all the the old credit card statements and whatnot, I found an old pouch of... Um, I My parents got me this, like... It's like 110 film. It, it, was, a, it was a camera I got, in, like, I got in elementary school in, like, third grade or something. But the, the film itself made the... the cre- the film cartridge created the back of the camera. So you basically just slot it. You just, it's a small rectangular thing and you just slot the film cartridge in. And then that like completes the camera. And then it was manual wind and you, you take pictures. So I had taken a whole bunch of pictures with that camera in like third, third grade or something. But, uh, I think I got it developed in India and they, uh-huh. but they, they like overexposed the film. So it's, it's all like purple. Most of the prints oh, are like man. purple. You can't really tell what it is. And then, um, but I, I have the negatives also. So I wanted to see if like, I tried on the flatbed scanner to see if I could like scan the negative, but I, I don't have, I don't have anything to raise it off the glass so that the light shines through it. So I have to find something that I can like, you know, prop it up and and try and scan it and right. then, and then use my my minimal photoshop knowledge to like invert the image and clean it up and see if I can make anything come out of it. Yeah, doing negatives is really really hard. Yeah. Although YouTube videos I've seen like so long as you can scan it, photoshop will will invert it pretty easily. As long as you can as long as you can get a good clean you know, high res scan with light passing through, but not to the point where it's actually like pixelating the negative, then, uh, then you can do it. But they're using all kinds of like, uh, apparatus to like hold their cell phone and tripods to keep the thing steady. And then they have little, um, they, they've got little, little trays that'll hold like 35 millimeter film, like you were saying, but that nothing that holds that small it's it's real thin it's like a centimeter the negative is like a centimeter wide so there's there's nothing yeah. i have there's nothing i have that'll hold that film give me one second I, yeah i 
think I know where my the house of blood is. Yeah, just don't drop it. Yeah, but the dollars only. <laughs> that's, that's still a lot of money. Yeah, that's true. Alright, I have no idea where the house blood went. Maybe my dad has it. Did you take pictures of like the magnolia tree? Like, what did you? What do you remember taking pictures with it? My best pictures were in um, the Salton Sea, down in near LA, east of LA. There's the Salton Sea, which was a runoff from the Hoover Dam. Okay. And they were building that, and it just sort of went into the middle of the desert and created this landlocked. Uh, still, still giant lake, if you will. <laughs> People built up around it, and I took a lot of really what I consider interesting pictures there. Nice. And, and, and then, and you you have developed prints. You said in the, in that same trip you went you went somewhere. I didn't hear where you went. On that same trip, we went to Tijuana. Um, it was a, I'm going to, I'm going to turn my camera off, uh, just because that saves some bandwidth a bit. Okay, no problem. This was in college that I was, uh, did this trip to Salton Sea in Tijuana, and the class, the Ferrari class I was in was all of two people <laughs> you you and the instructor or you and your dad you, myself and this one other woman and the instructor okay and so the instructor just said all right we're just gonna do whatever we want to do so we uh we ended up taking a road trip down to Tijuana and uh Los Angeles and the Salton Sea. When I was in Salton Sea, I was doing medium format pictures. When I was in Tijuana, I did sort of 50-50 split. And when I was in uh, LA, I did just 35 millimeter. Very cool. My pictures still suck. My my photography skills are nonsense. I was using what I had the, the iPhone 5C. You know, the, when they were multicolored, I had the green one. Yeah. So fi- finding out the panorama setting on the camera was a revelation to me. Those are the best photos I can take. A, I like them, A, because I can take them with one hand because you can just move the phone left and right. But B, they, can't, they, were the, they were the ones that came out the clearest because the phone didn't have anti-shake and like... Me holding the phone, I'd always, I'd always shake the phone like just a little bit so that the, you know, the picture wasn't as crisp as it could be. But the panorama, you just move the phone and it captures, you know, pixels, right? But I liked, and I liked the the wider format because you're seeing more. Your eye roves, you know, over more photographs. Yeah. So it's more fun to like um, compose and whatnot, but. Uh, yeah, so the the panorama as like a default setting on the camera was huge, and then, but I, I was I was still taking all kinds of shitty photos, and then I realized you could turn on the grid, for, 
to like align things properly. Like oh, oh nice. Always have the grid on. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, exactly. I went, <laughs> I went so I, I've been I've been going for months and months and months like, oh holy shit, I can take much better photos now that I can like align things properly. <laughs> like al- align my subject right. in a more interesting way. Like, oh, this is a lot easier. Like, holy crap. So yeah. So I'd say my my panorama photos are the my favorite because there's no wrong way to take it. The fact that it's a it's a longer, wider shot, like it's inherently more interesting than than the snapshot you you'd normally take. What I've taken to doing recently is taking panoramics of what's behind me. So like flipping around so I can see what's going on <laughs> behind me. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, I like doing lots of sort of tricks. Like when I have to plug in cables to back at the TV, I do self-view on the uh, camera on my phone yeah. and just hold that up with one hand and use the other hand to plug in. Nice. So little sort of tricks like that. Yeah, that, that's good. That's smart thinking. Thank you. So what else? What kind of food you've been living on? Uh, just living on my parents' uh, cooking. They since they cook a lot, and as you know, I like cooking a lot. Yeah, it's good eats around here. Where do they shop at? Draggers, which might be uh, known for very interesting things. Piazzas. I don't know if there's. If my mom still goes to Whole Foods or not, sort of smaller marketplaces. So, so they they like the higher end, cu- customized stuff. Yeah. Is it still? Exactly. Do, do you guys still mostly eat Italian? Yep. I think tonight we're we're gonna order up from a restaurant um, that that does chicken pot pies. Okay. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, you're you're a pot pie fan. I know. Yeah. And it's it's just good to get out and have different food once in a while. We found some good whole wheat pasta at uh, at uh, Sprouts, the uh, Lalo. I guess it's it's real real organic whole wheat pasta from Italy. When Ooh. when we're not eating Indian food at Chot House or at the uh, my Indian pizza next door to Chot House, then it's uh, Italian pasta we make at home. Yeah, as much as. My parents are very good chefs. There's not as much variety as I would like. What's the best dish? Similar to mine, actually. Ministry soup and uh, spaghetti carbonara. And as you know, I, I like cooking with whatever is available. So what what is that, the... Uh... Kitchen sink, kitchen sink stir fry. Yeah, exactly. Except Italian style. Okay, like, mm, this is good baking soda. This will be good. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Some rice butter and baking soda and. Uh... What is that dish Ginalto that we made? What did you call it? The. Uh... Oh, that. Like it was. It was. It was. Yeah, it was spaghetti. It was my my herb, herbal version of spaghetti, which is like regular spaghetti, olive oil, herbs, and then tuna. And uh, vinegar. 
Yeah, and then a little bit of balsamic vinegar. Very, yeah. very little, very sparingly. Yeah. But it was good. Yeah, it really was. So we're, we do a lot of that similar style food to that in my house. So, yeah. Well, that, that's, that's nice that that's a, that's a staple dish. I'm happy about that. Yeah. Like, how long ago did you eat, what are we calling it, Tinalto? Yeah. What was the last time you had that? About a month ago, actually. Okay. So so it's in regular rotation, then? Yeah. That's good. But my mom made a niçoise salad, which is tuna and rice and salad leaves and Olives in olive oil. The same theme as Ginalto. Oh, but, uh, and, uh, and and Parmesan cheese. We did add Parmesan cheese also. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's what it's missing. <laughs> Parmesan, or you can use uh, uh, Asiago also. Yeah. I I found, uh, since we've been, we've been trying to stay exclusively organic... Um, mom likes to eat mostly or exclusively organic for especially for immunity boosters and whatever else that organic food can give you but we found an organic feta cheese uh, at Sprouts um, Mevgal is the brand M-E-V-G-A-L nice and it's it's really good I I hate most pungent cheeses except for feta like I hate I hate goat cheese in general but the feta is really good so so that's that's what we've been eating. I've been eating a lot of um, goat cheese brie, also very mild. I can't, I can't, I can't hang with brie. The uh, all right. The the wax, the wax, top and bottom of brie cheese. I I hate it. Okay. I I I I, 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 I would not could not when it's cold. I would not could not when it's hot. <laughs> I do not like the French brie cheese. I think it looks and tastes like snot. <laughs> nice. Did you watch the most recent uh, Netflix Sam I Am series? I don't know what that is. There's a Netflix version of Sam I Am. It's a series, and they always have, like, finish off with, uh, what's his name? Saying the green... I will. I shall not eat green eggs and <laughs> No, I've been, I've been watching. Uh, uh, I've started watching Perry, Perry Mason on HBO. They've like rebooted Perry Mason as like a '30s noir um, detective show. Started watching that, and then uh, uh, I just watched a couple of episodes of uh, Hannibal yesterday. weren't weren't you telling me a long time back to watch Hannibal with with Mads Mikkelsen? Did you ever watch that? Wasn't me. Oh, okay. It's basically like, so it's before Red Dragon. So Red Dragon was, uh, Will Graham is the detective and he's the one that catches Hannibal Lecter to begin with. So he's, he's the reason that Hannibal Lecter's locked up, but it's, it's there like before he captured him and figured out he was a serial killer. Then they were, he was, Lecter was like helping on cases. So they were, they were coworkers. He was like a special investigator and then he'd ask, he'd ask Lecter's help for profiling the serial killers. So that they've sort of they dramatized that and made that into a show. But Mads Mikkelsen is playing uh, um, Lecter. Sounds awesome. Yeah, 
and they 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 sort of do a slow motion rewind of the crime scene uh, when he first when he first like gets there so like that's his whole thing is he's he's empathic and imaginative enough to like look through the victim's eyes so then the the show sort of does a nice uh you know, you know high speed rewind of everything and then he then he's looking for particular clues sounds really good yeah the produ- the production value is pretty good other than that i've been a i've been pretty much a vegetable like i said other than uh occasionally pulling some weeds at my dad's house and i recently had the water and the electricity turned back on so now i can actually use the sprinklers on a regular basis but uh, that's about all that's been going on so what else my friend Anything? All the movie theaters are closing. Have you heard about yeah. this? They're, they're, no. They're they're losing uh they're losing so much money that, that there's rumor that AMC might go out of business. Really? Yeah. I hope I hope one of these days we get back to being able to seeing each other. Oh yeah, me too. And and go to Cafe Baroni or wherever we usually go. Oh, Cafe Baroni is. Uh... There's a large push to support Cafe Bernie at this point, like on nextdoor.com. Because they're going to be shuttered or what? Oh, no, it's it's doing fine. There's a lot of community support for that. Trying to keep up that community support. Take care of smaller businesses. Yeah. All right. Cool. Alrighty, my friend. Well, I'll let you relax, I suppose, and enjoy the rest of your afternoon. You're probably hungry, aren't you? Yeah, I'm getting kind of hungry. Alrighty. Well, uh, stay in touch. Good to see you. Yeah, it was great talking to you. And uh, we'll do it again soon, I'm sure. See you later. I'll talk to you soon.